Welcome to the podcast of Grandview Baptist Church in Anchorage, Alaska. This episode contains a sermon from March 6th by our guest speaker, Brother Todd Burgess. Let's uh, stand and we'll read this, these, these three verses in Philippians 3, verses 12 to 14. And it says, Now as though I have already, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, as we are here today, are gathered to hear your word, Father, I pray that you would speak through your Holy Spirit through me. Lord, you'd touch hearts, touch lives, my own included. And Lord, we would leave here drawing closer to you than we came. Because, Lord, that should be our endeavor every day, every moment of the day, to be drawn closer to you. And so we just give all glory and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Now, when we look at pressing forward in hope, it's based off of what are we focusing on in our lives? Are we focusing on Christ or are we focusing on everything else? And so our focus basically is is what we become, what we are. And I think too often what we do is we focus on those things we have to overcome. And so our life becomes one of having to overcome this obstacle and that obstacle and and so forth and so on. And so that's what's important. But, as a Christian, our focus should not be on what we need to overcome, but it should be on what we are becoming in Christ. Because if we are focused on what we are becoming in Christ, then those things that we need to overcome, they'll happen already because Christ is our overcomer. And so that's what this verse here is talking about. See, the world, uh, those who do, do not know Christ, and unfortunately, there are Christians that still fall in this, in this viewpoint here, but they, what's dominating their life, what's the dominating influence in their life is, t- tends to be their past. What has happened yesterday, and last month, last year, last decade, whatever it is, that's the focus, what's, in a, what's, what's behind them. And so if you have, or you came from a difficult home life, or if your culture uh, was, was, was treated unfairly or you, you, you were hurt or abused or if your youth was spent in rebellion against authority, all those things, then they'll result with, will be a life in which you have to fight for all your rights. You have to fight for what, what's yours. And what happens is it becomes a life that is self-centered instead of Christ-centered. A life that is focused on what I have to overcome to obtain what I want over here or over there. You see, that's not the way it should be. See, the world is preoccupied with the past because 
Folks, it doesn't know where their future is. But we as Christians, we know our future, don't we? We know that one day all these things, that, that all these hardships are going to go away. We know that one day Christ is going to come, he's going to rule and reign, and we are going to be with him. So we, we have a hope for tomorrow, and that's in Christ. And we need to live that way as Christians. See, Christians have to live in the freedom that Christ has obtained for them. Because Christ has overcome their past. My past, your past, he's overcome all those things. Now, this truth is also seen in, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, where it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Well, as a Christian, if we are focusing on what we have to overcome and not focusing on what we are becoming in Christ, then what happens is all those old things that have passed away because we're new creatures, we dig up and we hold on to. They become one of two things. They become our grudge against someone else. And then it'll be, we'll begin to be, have, have bitterness toward that person. No matter what happens, there will always be bitter and anger and, and no matter what. That's what happens. Or they'll become our crutch from, winch, from, from where we will always look back and say, well, I remember, I, I remember what, how it was 20 years ago. Ever ran across someone who's, and, and, and they're great stories, but it's the same story after 20 years? Same story, this is the one they referred to. Well, what has God done today? Not 20 years ago. See, looking, in the, looking on the past is, is where as Christians, we are taking our eyes off of Christ. We need to be like the Father, God the Father. Because God has totally forgiven the Christian's past sin. And, and why? Because he has chosen to not remember those things. Now that's found in Isaiah 43 verse 25 where it says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake. And I will not remember thy sins. I'm Glad that God has chosen not to remember my sin. I'm glad. And he can do that because of what Christ has done on our behalf. And so when, he looks, when God looks at me, he sees the blood of Christ. Doesn't mean I'm, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. It means while I'm in this, in, in this body, I'm still sinning, but I need to be looking forward and allow Christ to make all the changes he wants to make in my life. But unfortunately, we as Christians have a very difficult time forgetting our past. And we need to. Now, when I say forget, we need to understand what that, what that refers to. 
Because I know there's been a, there's a lot of hurt out there. And it's hard to forget that hurt and the one who caused that hurt. But as we trust in the Lord, when those thoughts of that hurt come up, and we're truly trusting in the Lord, we're, we're looking at where, uh, on who we are becoming in Christ, then what happens, they're not as painful anymore. But then we, we need to say, Lord, I, I still have issues with this person. I, I, you, I see that when I talk to that, when I, when I saw him the next, at the store or whatever, those anxiety, those things came up. They welled up. Forgive me, Lord. And you keep doing that every time those thoughts well up. Eventually, one day is going to show up. You're going to see you're going to see that person someplace, and you're not going to realize it. Nothing happened, and you just keep going about your life. You haven't forgotten, but you've chosen not to remember. And see, that's the restoration that Jesus brings in our lives. And yes, it's very simple but very difficult to do. Very difficult. So we have to choose either to not remember and trust Christ to help us overcome those things in Him by what we're becoming, or we can choose to remain in our past and dwell upon the past, and in doing so, our past will control us. It'll control us. Now, or like I said, we can live by the Holy Spirit because after all, we are a new creature. Old things have passed away. Everything's become new. That's just more than just talking about our salvation, folks. That's talking every day walking as a Christian. He's take, the Holy Spirit is taking those whole, even those hurts as a Christian and he can help us through them. And so we have, to, we have to rely that the Holy Spirit will take our, bas- our past, both good and bad, and bring it to his glory. Bring it to his glory. And so as Christians, we should look to the future with hope because we have Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, in our lives. And it's because of everything that Jesus has done to bring hope into our lives. And so as we look at that first verse, that verse 13 of our text, we will clearly see the, the truth of who we are. Are we in Christ or are we living in the past? And so let's take a look. In that first the 13 verse says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. And let's stop right there at apprehended. Now that word right there means to obtain the prize with an idea of eager and strenuous exertion. I mean, it's like you're running in a race. That's what the example is. You're running in a race and you're you're getting right to the line. Someone's right beside you, and you're leaning forward. How sturdy is this? You're leaning forward to cross that tape before they lean forward and cross that tape. That's, that's, what you, that's, that's, that's 
how much, and many times you see runners when they, they, they do that so far forward, sometimes they fall. But that's what that word refers to, to apprehend. They want to grasp it. They want to seize it. There's intensity there. In 1 Corinthians 9.24, it says, Know ye not that they, that, that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Now, is that saying that all the other, all the other runners are losers? They shouldn't have, shouldn't have ran because they didn't win? No, that's not what that's saying. What this is saying is if Christ is who you are following after, the Holy Spirit of God who you are seeking, you are living a Christ-centered life, then you are running the race. You're not running against me. I'm not running against you. Our race is against Satan and all the adversaries out there. Our, 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 running, our race is not against our neighbors who we don't like. We're to be witnesses to them. So we have to run our race so that we have a positive influence in their life, whether they accept Christ or not. That's their choice. But we shouldn't have a negative influence on our life. Even those that have hurt us, we need to run in such a way that forgiveness is being shown to them. Because you know what? They don't deserve it. But neither do we when Christ died on the cross for us. We don't deserve it. So the race that we're running has to be run, a race that is being run for the glory of God. And that's the apprehension, that trying to apprehend what Paul is talking about. I need to apprehend that end, that, that result. I need to win that race. So when I stand before the Lord, I hear, well done, good and faithful servant. See, too often we think about races where we're competing against other, everybody else. We're not. We're racing against our own self. Am I going to fulfill what God has before me, or am I going to fulfill my own desires? You're racing against yourself in your spiritual life. That's why it's not about what we overcome. Christ is our overcomer. It's about what we're becoming. Let's, let's look on in, in this verse. Brethren, I, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Now, let's stop there. One thing. This one thing, this word right here, means without substitute. Otherwise, this one thing Paul says that has to happen, it has to happen in every Christian's life. You can never go without this. It's an absolute, it's a must. This is the one thing you must have if you're going to walk in the Spirit of God and walk according to God's plan. This one thing. That's a pretty hard word, harsh word, a very forceful word term that Paul is using here. Now remember, Paul is in prison when he's writing all this, so that adds even more impact on this whole situation. Okay? Because if anyone, Paul could, could have been saying, hey, pff, I'm in prison. I could look back and say, Lord, I shouldn't have been doing that, that, that. I wouldn't be in prison right now. But God's, but the Holy Spirit of God, Christ said, Paul, you're supposed to be in prison. That's where I want you to be in prison. You're right where I want you to be. See, that's the difference between a worldview and, 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 and a Christ-centered view. The world looks at, wow, that's, that's what, 
That's a loser. And God's up there saying, good job. Good job. Because we're putting Christ first and ourselves second. And so we have to do this one thing. And what is those one thing? What's the very next word? It's one thing I do. Forgetting. Forgetting. What do we forget? Those things. Now, forgetting means to lie hidden, to forget, not to remember. It doesn't mean... Man, I just, sometimes I forget, and I really do forget. Um, but uh, that's what I'm talking about. You still, know, you still know what happened. You still know what's there, but you're, you're, you're forgetting. You're, you're not allowing it to affect your life in Christ. It's a choice that we have to make, saying the Word of God says I need to forget these things. I can't hold these grudges. I can't do this. I can't, I can't be in Christ unless I have forgiven even the hurt I've had. Because I can't move forward. And so you forget those things. The pain. Because you're not going to allow them to make you a bitter person. And see, that's what it does. It, it changes who you are. It makes you angry and bitter and all these kind of things. And you recognize that over time as you begin to see those ones that caused the hurt. And so you have to forget those things. And it's not something we can do as humans, but this is a spiritual thing that Christ does in us. As he builds his love in us, it's amazing what happens. We are able to begin to forgive. And like I said, you see that individual and those feelings well up right there, Lord, forgive me. I, I, I can't allow those to happen. You know what? God understands that, and he will help you. And over time, what's going to happen? You're going to realize one day, oh, wow, I saw that person last week. Lord, I, I didn't get angry. None of those, see, that's what God does. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it happens right away. But that's, that's, that's a rare situation. For most of us, it takes a long time. It takes a while. And so we have to forget those things. Now, the word those things here, again, that's a very important word that's being used there. That word refers to those things that are in opposition to or hinder and Paul's talking about a race, the race we're running. What are the things in a Christian life that is opposition to it or hinders the Christian life? That's the those things we need to forget. Okay? Well, there's a whole list of them. If you go to Galatians 5, 13, and 24, and I'm not, not going to read through that, but you see a whole list of the fruits of the Spirit, but before that you have all the, the, the things of the flesh. Envy, strife, malice, anger, all that stuff is there. Okay? That's important. We have to forget those things that hinder our race. Now, I used to run track when I was in high school. I don't run very much anymore. <laughs> but uh, 
One thing my coach always told me, don't look back. Don't look back. Because when you look back, you slow down. And then you might stumble, whatever. And even when you're doing the relays, you're told, put your hand back there. Don't look back. Try to see where it's at. Because it messes. you're guaranteed going to drop it. You've you got to trust the one coming behind you. You put your hand back there. You keep running forward. He just tells you to speed up or slow down. You listen. And it, hear, feel that thing, that baton hit your hand. You grab it and go. Don't look back. That's what we do too often is we look back. Christ says, look forward to me. I'm looking back. I, I see you. And I see everything behind you. I'm going to take care of that. You just keep your eyes on me. Look forward. And I'll work those things out in your life, and they'll bring the Father glory. But too often we think that, well, Lord, it's, it's, it's been six months. It's been a year. It's been five years. Just trust the Lord. He knows what he's doing. And so it's those things which are behind and, and, and those things which are behind are referring to our former pursuits, our former accomplishments, whether good or bad. You know what? Good things can hinder, our, can, can hinder our walk with Christ just as well as bad things can. Sometimes we like to live on those, ever heard that? We, we like to live on, on, on that mountaintop. But you know where most of the work is done in Christ is in the valleys. Coming down the other side. Hopefully it's Christ leading him down the other side. We're not falling down the other side because we've been staying up there too long. And he has to push us off. So we have to forget those things that are in opposition and hinder our walk with Christ. And we have to not look behind, but rely upon Christ. See, it's all a matter of our spiritual focus. That's what, that's what Paul is talking about here. Our, our focus on Christ our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against our neighbors. It's people that hurt us. It's not against any of those things. Any it's not against anybody here, any human being in this world. Our battle is not against that person. You realize that? Our battle, according to Ephesians 6.12, is for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. How many grunt... Uh, Grudges do we have against people? See, that's flesh and blood. But against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, our battle is, our battle is spiritual. And so we have to keep our eyes upon Jesus because he's the author and finisher of our faith, and he'll see us through this particular circumstance at this particular moment. And then he'll see us through the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And yes, yeah, sometimes that particular circumstance, that particular moment is very painful, very hurtful. And we wonder, cry out, Lord, how can I get through this? And he says, trust with me. Trust in me. I'll see you through it. I won't put you through anything that you can't handle. And like I said, it's not going to be easy. But he promises to get us through. But we have to keep our eyes on him, not what's behind See, people that do not have this hope in Christ, and unfortunately there are some Christians that tend to be focused this way as well, but they focused on what they are overcoming and not what they are becoming. 
Here's a very simple example, Mary and Martha. Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him talk and speak, and Martha's busy doing all the things she needs to do to get the meal prepared for the disciples and Jesus being in the house. And finally, Martha gets frustrated and says, Lord, Master, tell Mary to come help me. And Jesus goes, Martha, Martha, Martha. Mary's picked a better thing because all these things are always going to be here. But I'm not going to be here always. You see, if we take our eyes off Jesus, then our service to God is nothing more than service to the flesh. It's things that we're doing ourselves and we're saying, God, come join me over here. When it should be the other way around. It's very clear. How did Jesus do ministry? Jesus said very clearly, I do nothing except the, what I see the Father doing. That's what Jesus said. So I, I will guarantee you that God is at work around your life, around your home, around your work, around wherever you're at, God's at work. It's just up to us if we're praying about and walking in the Spirit of God we'll see him at work, and then we need to join him in that work. See, that's keeping our eyes focused on God, not focused on the things of this world, our past. See, too often we focus on our careers, on our promotions, on our finances, on our retirement, on maintaining a certain standard of living, on our house, cars, motorhomes, all this kind of stuff. We focus it all right there. None of those things are bad. If those are things that God has brought into our lives as we walk with him. Because the Bible is very clear. There, there, there are very clear some very wealthy Christians in God's word. And there are very poor Christians in God's word. All doing and we'll hear it well done. Okay? So we don't base things off of the possessions, we base things off our walk with God, our walk with Christ. See, those that are living a Christ-centered life, their focus is on the things of the Spirit of God, on what they're becoming in Christ. And so Christians, they know that the Holy Spirit is, is, is conforming them into the image of Christ. We know that. So we need to keep our eyes on Christ, the one who is doing that work in our lives. That we, we know that ultimately they'll stand before Christ to give an account of their actions and then we'll spend eternity in the presence of God. We know that. That's why when we look at our focus, our focus should be on the one who, is, who we are becoming, like Christ, not on what we have to overcome. The Lord knows all these things. And he'll help us through them. But we have to keep our eyes upon him. See, the Christian's future is so full and rich and exciting that it supersedes whatever happened in the past. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Paul's in prison. Being a Christian is not easy. But there's blessing and following Christ. And so I asked this question, I asked up, for, up front. Where's your focus? Are you focusing on what 
you have to overcome? Or are you focused on what you are becoming in Christ? We need to be like Paul and press ahead, press on. And win that race. Win that race. Thank you for tuning into the podcast of Grandview Baptist Church in Anchorage, Alaska. For more information, check out our website at gbcak.org.